Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. God, and for the obedience of those that have served Him tonight, thank you for that. Uh, I was thinking as we was on the altar, when it's the brokenness that God is looking for. Yeah. And uh, I love that part in the scripture where it said, of a broken heart and a contrite spirit, he would in no wise cast us out. And it's the broken hearts, it's the contrite spirits that God is listening for, and often our tears are the evidence of that. So yeah. appreciate the earnestness that has been given tonight. Esther is where we'll begin our reading tonight. Just a few verses we want to read. Chapter number 5. Esther chapter number 5. Been all through the book for the last few weeks and uh, there's a thought that continues to uh, touch our heart and I hope that we can touch yours with it. Esther chapter 5, verse number 1. Now it came to pass on the third day that Esther put on her royal apparel and stood in the inner court of the king's house. Now, just a a brief reminder, but Esther, for the three days prior, had been in sackcloth, fasting, praying to God. Over against the king's house, and the king sat upon his royal throne in the royal house over against the gate of the house. And it was so when the king saw Esther, the queen, standing in the court, that she obtained favor in his sight. And the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. So Esther drew near and touched the top of the scepter. Bow with us, Father, thank you for your word. We pray you'd open it to our hearts tonight. Thank you for those that have been obedient in it already. I pray for those, God, that are struggling, that simply need to turn loose and to let you have it. Thank you, God, for those that you've helped. We're trusting you now in this word, that you would touch our hearts and draw us nearer to you. We believe you as we ask it, for we're praying earnestly in Jesus' name. Amen. Those that have read the book of Esther, it's a beautiful picture of God's deliverance and grace. We find here that uh, just a few days before that a decree had been made, a wicked uh, enemy of the Jews named Haman had come against uh, Mordecai and decided that he would not just destroy uh, Esther's uncle, Mordecai, but that he would destroy all the Jews. Haman had found favor in the king's sight and was the second in command and uh, earned the respect of many, but he was a wicked and evil man. And according to the Bible, he was an Agagite, which was a, 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 an enemy to the Jews. And uh, some things doesn't change, do they? Uh, there are still enemies to the Jews today. It's no different. Uh, the same enemies that were there then are the same enemies that are there today. They despise them and they hate God's people. That's not the message, but it surprises me 
often how things don't shouldn't surprise me. Uh, they just don't change in some respects. But Haman had made a decree that on a certain month out in the future uh, that everybody in every province was given liberty to kill, destroy, murder all the Jews, women, children, men, all of them. And for their recompense, they were allowed to take everything those Jews owned. So all of their their spoil was, was to be preyed upon. And this decree had gone out, and it had gone out under the king's name. Now, Haman had made the decree, but he used the king's ring to do it. Uh, the king had foolishly gave him his ring to do this and had no idea that his wife was a Jew, that Esther was a Jew, and the king uh, submitted to this. But it uh, just goes to show you that kings ain't got no sense either. Uh, when it comes right down to it, if they ain't following God, they're probably following the enemy. And they're probably not getting it right. But we find here that this wicked decree was made. And when it's, when it's made, as far as the law of the Medes and Persians was, and King Ahasuerus, it couldn't be changed. Uh, it was a law that could not be changed. And so when it went out and all of these uh, uh, missing, uh, emissaries went out and began to share this news about this decree, uh, the people of God, the Jews, began to weep all across the world in every province. And they all began to cry out unto God. Now, uh, the Bible said that Mordecai, he rent his clothes and he was in sackcloth and ashes and he was crying out unto God at the king's gate. And, and the Bible said that Esther got news of it. And she sent one of her chamberlains to him and said, what's going on? And he told him and he came back and told Esther. And Esther told him uh, 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 to send him apparel and told him to clean himself up. No, Mordecai, he sent her a word back and he said, hey, he said, I'm telling you right now, he said, we're going to die because of this decree uh, if we don't do something about it. And he said, what you need to do is to go in and to the king and to let him know, to let him know and to give him your petition and your request. Let me read to you now from Esther chapter 4, verse 11. I want to read two verses for context. Here's what she said to Mordecai. She said, all the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces do know that whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come unto the king into the inner court who is not called, there is one law of his to put him to death except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter, that he may live, but I have not been called to come in unto the king these 30 days. And they told Mordecai Esther's words. Now, uh, what Esther said to him was, is look, I understand you're asking me to do something here, but what you're asking me to do is something that will endanger my very life. If I go in unto the king and he don't hold out that scepter toward me, then it's instant death. Uh, the king had guards and, and, and his men that were all around and everybody knew the rule and, and Esther was telling Mordecai again the rule. She said, everybody knows this, that if you ain't called to come in unto the king, uh, it's instant death for you. That is the law unless he holds out that golden scepter. And she sent word back to Mordecai and listened to what he said in return to her. Verse number 13. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not within thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. 
And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Then Esther bade them return to Mordecai this answer. Go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me. Neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise. And so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther had commanded him. I want to say tonight as uh, we start the message that uh, there's a lot of things that Esther had similar to you and I, and there's some things that are different. And that's what God's laid on my heart tonight, is the similarities as well as the differences that this situation had brought to Queen Esther and Mordecai and all the Jews across the land. Now, let's be clear about this. It was a grave circumstance. There was no way to reverse this law. There was no way to change it. Once it had been sealed by the king's ring and sent out, it was law. And those laws, at least in that day, weren't reversible. They could not be changed. What it meant was, is that whenever this month rolls around, and that specific day that they were told to go up against the Jews, that they would do that. And I'm certain today that there was a lot of people that took note of that and thought to themselves, what a great day that we can finally uh, get rid of these people of God. They don't follow our customs. They don't follow our religions. They don't worship our gods. They don't live like we do. They have a different standard, uh, they think uh, differently toward us, and I bet many of them thought, well, this is a great day that we're going to see the Jews finally uh, extinguished. But may I say to you today, uh, that when it comes to God's people, you better not count them out, ever. I don't care what kind of laws against them. I don't care what kind of circumstances may have pronounced death upon them. Uh, There may be somebody out there uh, that actually thinks they can exterminate the people of God. May I say to you today, ain't ever been anybody that can stand against the holy God. I'll tell you, he fights for his people today and it ain't changed for you and I. He's still our God. He's still our God. Now, Esther was in a bad place. Every one of the Jews were. They knew it. The king's decree had gone out and they knew it couldn't be reversed. And old Mordecai set into praying that God would send him an answer, that God would send deliverance that there would arise some kind of enlargement, some kind of help uh, from somewhere that would deliver them. But his first thought was, well, maybe, just maybe, God put Esther in there for this very purpose. Maybe, you see. I like to think about it like this. Before there was ever a problem, God sent the answer. Before you and I ever had a problem, God already had the answer for it. Before there was man, there was a Savior. Before there was sin, there was a Savior. Brother, God has it all under control, and he's not lost control tonight. I want you to think tonight with me now, considering the circumstances that Esther was in, considering the outcome, considering the very thing that she faced, I'm certain tonight that she was terrified uh, to go in unto the king. She made it clear. She said, I'm going to go to the king and you need to pray and I'm going to pray. My my maidens are going to pray and you have everybody pray and fast. She said, but when that day comes around, she said, I'm going to go in unto the king and if I perish, then I perish. But I'm going to do something and I'm going to do something for God. May I say today, some of us may be here tonight and you may have circumstances that don't look like a prim. The outcome's going to be very good. You may think to yourself, the world is against me. You may 
they think there ain't any way that I'm going to get out of this. There ain't any way that nobody can save me. I want you to know today that your petition, friend, needs to be made known to God. We need to take up a heart, friend. I believe that says, if I perish, then I perish. But I'm going to go to the king when I need something. I'm going to go to the king when I have a prayer, when I have a petition. I'm going to go to the one who can help me. Too many of us have sat down on God and we've let our prayer lives become ineffectual. The fervency of our hearts has died out because we've allowed doubt to steal from us the very joy that comes from knowing that we're, we're, we're the child of a king. Amen. God has given us opportunity. Amen. As the children of God to come unto him. I want you to think tonight just two different things as we share first the similarities. There were some things that were similar about Esther and you and me. Number one, there was a law against her that condemned her to die. Uh, I want you to know that the, the Ten Commandments that sit right up here on this table, they're always there. They're a reminder to you and I that there was a law that was righteous and it was holy. But do you know that that law meant death to me because I couldn't keep it? Uh, there was a law that was against me, you see. It was for my good, but I couldn't keep it. I couldn't live as holy as God expected. I couldn't live, live according to the standard of God. And I want you to know, according to the word of God, this law was put out there that I might know that my mouth would be stopped and that all the world would become guilty. Uh, the law of God is still in effect, but thanks be to God, there was one that died in my place that made a way for me uh, to get out of the death penalty that the law brought. You know, the violation of the word of God, most of it brought death. That was the penalty to violating his laws was death. What's similar about Esther and, and, and us is that there was a decree made. And friend, that decree meant that we was going to die because we couldn't keep it. We couldn't keep that law. Oh, but when you think about it, the Bible said in the book of Romans, now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Listen, the law that stood against Esther, though she thought it meant surely her own death, she was willing to go in and to the king and let him know. Listen, we have something in common with Esther. There was something against you and I that day. And had it not been for the grace of God that made a way for us, we'd still be lost as well amen we'd still be lost as well also the bible teaches us there that she had an enemy Haman that wicked Haman was her enemy and he was against her and all the Jews he didn't actually know that Esther was a Jew from the very time that she was brought into that beauty contest and ended up queen nobody knew that Esther was a Jew Mordecai had told her not to reveal her nationality, and she did not. And nobody had, nobody had any idea that that beautiful woman, the, the husband or the wife of the king, that she was, the, she was a Jew. And yet what we find here, a friend, as a similarity is that there was a law that was made that condemned even her to die. But, friend, she had an enemy, and that enemy despised her. He despised all of the Jews. Now, had he known that Esther was a Jew, I don't know that he would have been so hasty in the decree, but not knowing was part of God's plan, I believe. And here we find, friend, that she had an enemy. You've got one too, <laughs> and you'll not get away from me. 
I believe we've got an enemy that works just as hard today than he ever has before. And his desire is to take you down. His desire is to kill, to steal, and destroy. And friend, that's similar to you and I. Haman wanted them all dead. And I can assure you today, there's many in this world today that wants us gone, wants us to not, no longer be a part of the picture. And if there was a way for that to come to pass, they'd try to make it happen. But may I say to you today, regardless of the, what the world says, we've still got a God that sits on the throne. And friend, we need to make up our minds like Esther did that we're going to go to God. We're going to go to the king uh, regardless of what he says, regardless of what he does. We're going to make up our heart toward God and believe him that he'll hear our petition. Esther had an enemy. Esther had an enemy, but she also had a king. You and I have got a king today that hears and answers our prayers. We have one that sits on the throne that is almighty and holy. And friend, the very thing that Esther had, Haman wasn't counting on. He wasn't counting on the fact that she was a Jew and that the very wife of of King Ahasuerus was, was Jewish. And yet... What we find is she was willing to go before the king. There's a lot of things when I think about what she had to face. Fear often is what keeps us from doing what we know to be done. Fear is the one thing that keeps us from stepping into that place where God does miracles for us. And I'd encourage you tonight, though we be similar like Esther and she was afraid. She was afraid for her life. But she made up her mind that she was going to go before the king. She was going to do that very thing that might cost her her very life. Now, the similarities are great, but I believe the differences are even greater. There are some things about Esther that are different from you and I. Number one, she came to a proud and imperious man. That's who she was going to. Esther was going to a king who was uh, more of himself, more about himself and his own ego and pride. We can see that in the way that he handled the affairs of the kingdom. But here we find that, that this very woman, she was willing to go into this man who was a, a heathen by nature, friend. He wasn't a child of God. He wasn't a, 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 of the people of God. And, and yet she was willing to go in unto him, this very man that was probably evil in many different ways. And yet that differs from me. I want you to know that my king ain't like that. Uh, he's not a man of this world. He's not a man, friend, that is imperious or, or, or a dictator. He's a, I, I'm telling you, he's a loving and a gracious God. And you're, you have every right today through the shed blood of Jesus Christ to go in unto him. Now, that made it different from uh, Esther and from you and I. Now, she was afraid because the king's command stood in her way. It, it certainly would have sealed her own fate if she had gone in there and he had not uh, exhibited grace to her. But Listen to what well, the Bible said that uh, Queen Esther went on in unto him, to this man, fearing that uh, the very worst could take place. Listen, when I go before God, hey, there ain't a fear in my heart that he's going to take my life. As a matter of fact, what my God said, my king has said that I'm to come to him. He's asked me to come in boldly unto his throne room of grace. He's asked me to come into that place, a friend that many I can't enter into. And he's uh, told me to take that I have an invitation. The Bible said the spirit says come. Uh, the bride says come. Uh, the church friend uh, says come. Jesus said come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. I want you to know there's a difference from her king and mine. My king said come unto me. And brother he'll hear you when you bring your burden and your request to him. Yep. That's a big difference. 
It's a big difference knowing that the king you're going to is one that wants to hear you. Now, so many of us still fail to take our petitions unto him, even knowing that he's a loving and a merciful God. We fail to take our petitions unto the king. But I hope tonight at least you'll take away the differences. Esther stood fearing for her life because she didn't know for certain which way this king would turn. She didn't know what would happen. Listen, I have some things in the Bible that helps me know what will happen. The Bible said that if, that if I'll pray with a broken heart and a contrite spirit, that God will hear and answer my prayer. As a matter of fact, I have something Esther didn't have. I have a promise that assures me he will answer my prayer. Amen. She went without any kind of assurance at all. She went with, with, with strict, simply determination to stand and to let God sort out the rest. But I have something better than that, Brother Roger. I have a promise of God. He has told me to ask, and ye shall receive. He said, seek, and ye shall find. He said, knock, and the door will be opened unto ye. May I say to you today that my God is different than this king. My God loves, and my God is merciful. And, brother, he wants me to come in to him. He wants me to ask my petition unto him. And I have something that Esther didn't. I've got a promise from God that he'll hear me. That he'll hear me. I thought of a title for the message, and I don't know if it's a good title, but I thought about what happened to Esther. The Bible said when she come into that room to which she had not been called, she come into the very king's presence, into his court, and there he was sitting on his royal throne. I like how she cleaned up and put on the royal apparel. Uh, She's looking good, I'm sure. And she come in there just inside the door, and there she stopped. And she just waited. Uh, I can see in my mind as she was looking at the king, just waiting for him to decide what he was going to do. The Bible said when the king saw her, when King Hasware saw his queen over there, uh, the Bible said he immediately, he stuck out that golden scepter. And the Bible said that Esther began to walk toward him, walked right over there to where the king was. And he had that, he's sitting on his throne and he had that scepter held out there and Esther walked right up there and the Bible said she put her hand right on top of the scepter. I thought of this, I've had my hand on the top of grace, I don't know how many times. I don't know how many times I've been in the presence of my king and put my hand right on the very top of grace. I've experienced the glory of being in the throne room. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? I've experienced the joy of being in the presence of the king when he holds that out and says, I was glad you came. And you're able to put your hand on the very essence of grace itself. The very thing that was to relieve of Queen Esther of her fear. The very thing that she sought for most. The very thing that she needed to see was the king's offer of grace. And he says to you and I, come. Come into this throne room that you might obtain mercy and find grace in your time of need. You see, the things that are different about Esther and us is that every time uh, when she went to the, to the in, just inside the door, she had to wait. She had to wait to see whether or not she'd be invited in. She had to wait to see whether or not that golden scepter of grace would be offered to her. 
And the Bible said when it was, she went to him, accepted that. And, and, and you know the story, how the king said to her, he said, oh, my queen, he said, what is it that you need? He said, what's your petition? Just tell me what it is and I'll give it to you up to the half of the kingdom. Listen, I'm glad, friend, that what Esther found was a king that loved her. What Esther found was one that wanted to help her, one that was willing to do something for her. Now, he didn't yet know what the problem was. And, brother, it concerned him that she had walked in and, and, and needed his grace at that moment. But may I say to you today that the scepter of grace for you was put out a long time ago. You don't have to be uh, apprehensive about going into the throne room of God. If you've been born again, you have a right by the finished work of Jesus Christ to enter into the holiest of holies. I'm not talking about the outer court of the temple. I'm not talking about the inner court of the temple. I'm talking about the holy of holies in the temple. We have a right to be in the place where God himself is and brother I don't have to wait for the scepter of grace the scepter of grace was extended at Calvary that day grace was extended that day when Jesus Christ bore it all on Calvary's cross that was the scepter of God being extended to mankind and to some he bids you to come tonight and to put your hand on top of the scepter to experience grace in its greatest form. It's amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I was lost but now I'm found. I was blind but now I see. Grace was exclaimed to the world that day at Calvary and it's the grace that saves today. It's the same. Yeah, that's a big difference. Esther didn't know whether she'd be received or not. She didn't know whether she'd live or die. All she knew was that she had to go. You and I have a grace that has been extended to us and welcomes us to come. A grace that was was portrayed and extended at Calvary to whosoever will, he said, let him come. A grace, friend, that doesn't cause us to fear for our life, but a grace that causes us to run toward life itself, to receive life. That's different. Esther, what Esther went through was different than what we did. Yes, similarities for certain, but all the differences are far too great. You say how come? But the, the primary difference is that her king was different than mine. Her king was of a different nature than mine. Her king was a man and mine is God. Her king, friend, wasn't necessarily one of love or mercy or compassion. But mine is. Mine is. Oh, what a grace that we have today. She had a law that was against her when she went into the room, but we have promises. But I like this part. This blessed my soul when he showed this to me. When Esther went in to the king that day, she was alone. She had no friend. She had nobody that could stand for her. When she went into the king, she was up against it all by herself. I have a friend. Actually, I have two. And according to the Apostle Paul in the 8th chapter of the book of Romans, both of them intercede for me. With the king. Poor old Esther had to go in by herself. 
Not me. When I go in unto God, let me assure you, I'm not going alone. No, there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother to me. There is one that is with me every time that I go into the throne room of God. Listen to what he said in Romans chapter number 8, verse 26. He said, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not that we, what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. When I go in unto the king, I'm not going alone. No, I've got two precious friends that go with me every time. One is the Holy Spirit of God, who according to the Apostle Paul, he makes, uh, he makes groanings unto the king for me, which I can't utter. Uh, there's times I don't even know what to pray. <laughs> I don't even know how to pray. I just know I need to pray. And thank God, when we get into the throne room, we're not alone. We're not in there stammering, trying to figure out what to say to God. No, I've got the Holy Spirit of God on this side, offering up groanings unto God, which can't be uttered, making intercession for me. And six verses later, eight verses later, the apostle would say this, Romans 8, 34. He said, who is he that condemned He said, it is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. How many of you thought that every time you go before God to pray, he is all by yourself? No, Esther was. Esther was. She didn't have anybody to plead her case nor her cause. She didn't have anybody to intercede for her. She didn't have a friend. She had to walk in before that imperious king, and she had to stand and wait for her own fate to be determined. Not me. Not me. When I go unto God, I have every right to be there. Number one, because I'm a child of the King. I'm a child of the King. Not just am I the bride of Christ, but I'm a child of the King himself who has given me every promise and every invitation to come boldly into his throne room, to enter as if I'm a child, to come before him. And thanks be to God, I don't go alone. I don't go alone. The Holy Spirit goes with me. The Son of God is interceding for me. What a big difference from what I got and what Esther had. Now, I'm inspired by Esther for certain. She was willing. She faced her fears, and she went in under the king. And when she stood there waiting on her death sentence to either be uh, uh, executed or she would find grace, she waited. And I believe as she watched, she saw that scepter coming up. The Bible said it was a golden scepter, but uh, I can only think of grace when I see it. That when he lifted that scepter up, I believe he was saying to everybody in the room, this is mine. (laughs) And I extend her pardon right here. And as she came and received that grace from the king, he asked her, what is your petition? Come get a song. Esther said to the king, she said, if it would please the king. And she said, if I have found favor in thy sight, she said, I've prepared a a banquet for you and Haman this evening. She said, would you come to that? And he said, we we will. And he immediately sent word to Haman, said, tell Haman he's to be at this banquet tonight. They both showed up. At the banquet, he asked her again. He said, my queen, what is your request? 
Whatever it is, he said, I'll give it to you up to the half of my kingdom. She said, my request is that you would come to another banquet tomorrow. There'll be food at this one. And she said, I'd like to ask Haman again to come. And so he did it. And she said, I'll tell you what it is then. When they finally met on that last day, the Bible said that she told the king about the law that condemned her to die. And he said, who made this law? She said, Haman. Now, you remember the law couldn't be reversed? Couldn't be changed. It couldn't be altered. The law remained in effect. But you know what he did? He said, we can make another law. Let me tell you what happened to this one. He did not change this. He made another law that said I could go free. This one is still in effect. This is still the holiness and the righteousness of God. And it condemns all that cannot keep it. It's still still in effect today. But to those that will believe, there is a new law. There is a law of grace that is extended that said, Yes, you're a sinner. Yes, you're a wretch. But I offer to you the life of my only begotten Son who died in your place, received your penalty and your suffering, and has died for you. And here is a law. If you'll believe in Christ, you'll be saved. And those that are saved shall never perish. He has redeemed me from that law by putting me under a new one. Ultimately, they would make that law. The queen would go back in unto the king uncalled again, right? That happened twice. I don't know if you've read the whole book of Esther, but she had to experience that twice. She went in the second time unto the king and immediately he held out the golden scepter. And they made a new decree. And the Bible said they quickly had the scribes draw it up and had emissaries take it to every province. And this decree said that everybody that would stand for the king would stand with the Jews. And anybody that fought against them, they were allowed to kill them all. And you know, it basically eliminated the problem. Your problem today, if you're without Christ, is there is a law that has condemned you to die. You're going to hell. The only remedy you have today is that God has made a way of escape for you. He's made a way for you. Now, Esther went to her husband, just as we do. The bride of Christ goes to her husband. Christ himself. And friend, he's able to deliver you today. He's able to help you. Whatever your need is, he can help you. Would you stand and sing with us? I don't know your heart tonight, but I know that if you're in need tonight, who can help you?
If you'll come to Christ, if you're a child of God, you have the right to be here. You have a right to enter into his throne room. He's already extended the scepter of grace to you. You've just got to come in and ask your petition. He's already told you he'd answer it. Would you come? But maybe you're here tonight and you're not a child of the king at all. Maybe you know in your heart that you've never been born again. The Spirit of God says, come to you. The, the church says to you, come. Come and know Christ is your own. And Jesus said, whosoever will, let him come. He'll save you tonight. He'll save you. Would you come? Go ahead and sing. If you're here and need the Lord, would you come?